This is the new Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 Chai FM. I'm Benji Shulman. This is the new Blue Review. Welcome to the program. Now, if you have wanted ever to go on a hot air ballooning ride, you know, you see on Instagram people on hot air balloons, these places in Turkey where there is thousands of these things that go up in the air and uh, in, in, in an African context, sometimes people go and do it with like animals and all sorts of things. It's a kind of very romantic, fun thing to do uh, and, and something that people do on, I guess, very special occasions. But we don't always put much thought into how it gets up in the air, what it does. And uh, I guess you just sort of really are more interested in making sure it doesn't fall out of the sky, which is, uh, I think, fair enough. But there's all sorts of people who go into uh, doing it. And I didn't realize this, but you actually have to be a pilot. There's a pilot license for being a, a hot air balloon uh, pilot. And so I thought... Why don't we talk about this uh, and, and get a bit of the background, pull back the curtain uh, or the balloon as it's such as it is, and find out what it is like to be a pilot of a hot air balloon. And so we have on the show with us today Bill Harrop's original balloon safari uh, hot air balloon pilot, Michael Mudger, uh, and uh, he joins us today on the line. Michael, how are you doing? Good morning, Benji. I'm very welcome to you. Uh, I'm doing very, very well, thank you, and really great to have you on the show. Michael, uh, no, thank I, you. A, a lot of kids might say, you know, growing up, you say, what do you want to do? They say, I, I want to be a pilot. Uh, very few of them might say, yeah. I want to be a balloon pilot, though. So how was it that you got into the, into this industry? Yeah, I know you're very right. Um, it's not something that you would commonly hear from a child. Um, so my story is that my mom was uh, employed by the late Bill and Mary Harrop um, for many years. And so I was raised in the ballooning family, so to say. Um, and then many years later, which was just last year, was when I actually started pursuing my private pilot's license towards flying hot air balloons. But prior to that, I was introduced to the family through doing non-dangerous tasks at the company, um, which is basically crewing. So you would help with things like, you know, just doing observes, um, you know, helping clients where you can, you know, and basically just earning pocket money. And then from there, my scope of work gradually increased to, you know, the more serious work um, because you do need crew members for hot air balloons. Um, so it's similar to your air crew in an airplane, but with ballooning, you need ground crew. So that's what I used to do to earn some uh, pocket money. And then, yeah, years later, I pursued the flying, which has been amazing so far. Eh? So let's just talk about what it is like to, to fly, because obviously there's no, there's not really, a, as far as I can tell, a propulsion element to, to the hot air balloon. Is that is that correct? Basically, the ability for it to move is controlled by the the amount of air that you can put into in, into the canvas. Is there any other way in which you can sort of direct the balloon or fly it? What What is the mechanics of what you're thinking about when you are doing a, a balloon um, uh, flight? All right. So with the balloon, the simple science behind it is that the warm air that you put up into the envelope heats up. So as warm air rises, it takes the basket, which is carrying passengers with it, to fly. And in terms of steering the balloon, you don't have any engine. 
all you can do is change your altitude. Um, so we have different wind directions at different altitudes. So literally, as I lift off the ground, the balloon will travel in a certain direction. As I climb a little bit higher, it will change direction. So I can basically maneuver or play around with the winds to be able to land at the most ideal place. Um, it doesn't always work out. As we know, the wind changes. Um, Mother Nature can be unpredictable. However, obviously, due to the mid balloon that we release, which is literally a black small party balloon, if you'd like to call it, we release that while on the ground. And then we see as the balloon climbs, it will change direction. And that's how we actually determine the, the type of flight that we'll have. But anything can change during the flight as well. So, so when you're doing a flight, do you, you say you, you put this other balloon up and it sort of tells you where to go or, or where you could go. And so, and then, so do you then figure out, okay, there's a bunch of other kind of landing sites within a certain given area. Uh, and so I could sort of follow this path and, 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 and we do a nice flight and sort of end up a half an hour later somewhere else. But we have a, a rough idea about where that's going to be. Is, is, is that how I understand it? Yes, yeah. So basically that the balloon I'm referring to, you put helium in it. So it's just a normal party balloon. Um, you put helium in it so that it can actually rise and then it'll show you the different winds at different uh, altitudes. Of course, you won't have the specific altitude as you're using your eyes to actually see which direction it travels in. But yes, you're more or less right. Um, it's just that now with technology, we do have apps that can show you sort of... Uh, trajectory to see where you would end up within an hour at different altitudes um but more with ballooning it's all visual it's all um you're using what happens to the balloon in the moment that you are flying in rather than the planning um you can only plan so much um but you you plan as best as possible so that you can actually land in the most ideal place um, so that you obviously have good farm relations as well, the landowner relations where you land. <laughs> yes, I can imagine that that must be an important part of, of, of the discussion. Now, a ballooning. Extremely important. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, ballooning is, is what, a hundred, maybe two hundred years old, uh, as, as, as a form of, 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 of human flight. Uh, is it, is it, uh, how, how dangerous is it? Like, if 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 you get this sort of thing wrong and the winds are incorrect, or it, can it? Is it the sort of thing that can go very very wrong? You know what? I would say it's the same as when you hop in a car. <laughs> right. So when you hop in a car, it's a, it's generally a safe um, mode of transport for you to use. But there are things that can go wrong, like anything else. But with ballooning, funny enough, is that it's the safest form of aviation in the world. And that's mainly because of the amount of fatal accidents that you would have in a balloon compared to when you're flying in an airplane, as we know how those can turn out. With a balloon, you generally are much more safe and you don't fly as high. And the only thing that can really make ballooning dangerous is either extreme winds, um, of which the pilot would know that they need to land as soon as possible, as safely as possible, and also power lines are generally not our best friend, as right. we're obviously carrying gas on board. Mm. Um, but other than that, ballooning is extremely safe. Now, how popular is ballooning in South Africa? Obviously, people come, uh, I've often seen overseas people come and, and do it as a as a way of, of, of seeing a, a, a beautiful country. And I mean, you see these like places in Turkey where you hundreds of these things, or in Mexico, I think, uh, 
where they do this? How, how popular is it uh, a an activity in South Africa? Um, in South Africa, I would say it could grow um, a lot more. Uh, it could be much, much more popular. However, we are seeing an increase in terms of awareness from people um, to do ballooning for special occasions or just to see what it's like. Um, we do generally have, let me say, Bill Harrops is probably the longest running company. And then we do have other companies as well that do operate. Um, however, it's still yet to gain its you know, momentum in terms of um, more and more people getting introduced to ballooning, understanding how it works. And also what I would like to do is to you know, g- gain a lot more experience to be able to teach other people um, how to fly and to introduce young children to ballooning as well so they can actually know that it does exist. And it is a career path that can open a lot of doors for you around the world. I mean, it's interesting you talk about, uh, you know, it, it getting, gaining traction and, and something that could grow in the rest of the, the country. I mean, you, you ran it in, in the sort of Michalisburg area. You would think on the yeah. one hand that it would be a really good thing for someone to do in a place like the Cape or, or, you know, along the garden route or something. But I don't think I've seen all that much. Is it, is it just too windy in, in Cape Town for, for this kind of thing? Well, funny that you mentioned those areas because there is actually Cape Town ballooning. Okay. <laughs> um, and they do fly. I'm not sure of the exact area where they fly in Cape Town, um, but there is a company that operates um, in the coast. Uh, so there are a few companies. It's just, um, let me say, the size of the companies is not as big. Um, and as a result, obviously, not as many people are introduced to the activity and it's generally in the countryside. Mm. So if, for example, you flew balloons near Table Mountain and people every morning would see balloons flying in near Table Mountain, then it would gain more traction because people would want to be a part of it because they can visually see it all the time. Yes. Same thing with us flying in the Mahalisburg region. People go to the countryside for a holiday or a weekend, and when they see us that side or when they Google things to do in the area is when they realize there's ballooning. But because of the, you know, lack of knowledge, so to say, um, people don't know that ballooning, you can only fly just after the sun rises because you need very stable weather conditions. So you generally get a lot of people looking to fly during the day or in the evening, of which unfortunately we can't. Um, and that's simply because you need very stable weather conditions for uh, hot air ballooning flying. Interesting, interesting. Now, you, you mentioned uh, special uh, occasions uh, that people do do ballooning for. I mean, you, you must have, I'm sure, you must have done a lot of um, uh, uh, engagement or proposal flights. Uh, yeah, that must yeah. be quite a special thing to, to be able to share with, with people who are, are, are using the experience for that sort of thing. Yes, yeah, no, for sure. Um, to be honest with you, I'm yet to experience it now that I'm a commercial pilot. So I think I'll be having a lot, a lot of those happening, um, because I'm, I'll be flying a class one balloon, which is generally the one that's booked for private flying, which is used for engagements and proposals. Um, so I don't have first hand experience yet of seeing it happen in front of me. Um, but generally as being part of the reservations where we do the bookings, we do get a lot of people who are looking to do engagements and surprise proposals. 
And funny enough, um, in September, we do have engagement season coming up. It seems like a lot of people tend to want to get engaged from September onwards. I suppose it's spring, so it would, uh, it yes, would make exactly. a, a, a lot of sense to do it that way. Okay, that's, that's very yeah. cool. Now, Michael, you, you, you mentioned, um, in, in, uh, earlier on about the, the, the idea of getting this out to young people, to underprivileged communities, um, to, to show them that, uh, that, you know, this is a career path. It's something that you can, you can make a, a, a life out of. You, you have, uh, your sort of your own story really shows how, you know, you sort of <clears throat> worked up the, the ranks, etc. Um, yeah. Uh, is the, is the ballooning industry sort of actively going out there to, to get, uh, sort of disadvantaged communities to, to, to think about ballooning as part of their, uh, as, as an economic activity? Um, you know, I think there's always room for improvement. Um, as myself, I'm still early in my career, so I, I think there's still a lot more I need to experience as a pilot, although I do have quite a lot of knowledge about ballooning itself all around. Um, but as a pilot, I'm still very early in my career, so I can only share so much. Um, but I think as more and more youngsters enter the field, is the more we'll be able to, you know, introduce new ways of of um, putting ballooning out there. And I guess because of the, you know, the lifespan that you still have in your career, you still have a lot more that you can uh, introduce to the to the field, and a lot more that you can share or propose, you know, to the more experienced folk in terms of what would work or what wouldn't work and how to go about everything because you need a lot of experience when it comes to um, something like ballooning. Um, so it's not necessarily like something where you would go to varsity, get a degree, and then, you know, gain working experience. But with working experience as well, it varies. With ballooning, literally every flight is different. Every situation is different. Every minute is different. So the more experience that you acquire is the more that you can actually share with, you know, the next person. So I think there's definitely a lot to do and a lot of room for improvement. But we need a lot more um, youth to be introduced to the field uh, in a bit to to increase the awareness, so to say. Mm. Now, the, the, well, let's just take a, a, t- a typical flight. You mentioned that you have to. Uh, oh, we seem to have <coughs> lost. Uh, we seem to have lost uh, in there. That was uh, Michael Mudger. That was uh, unfortunate. We were just getting into some of uh, the discussion about what a flight looks like. But um, in any case, we were we were we were coming to uh, the end. We need to move on. But anyway, that was fantastic. I, I really enjoyed the discussion, Michael Mudger. There, <coughs> he has just become a, a commercial pilot uh, for uh, Bull Harrop's original balloon. Uh, safaris and uh, it's uh, yeah a very very interesting topic. I was going to ask him about how you sort of uh, what a, f- a flight looks like or, or how it operates, but I'm sure if you go check out Bull Harrop on uh, on on their Instagram page or their Facebook page, um, you can you can see how that works. But really interesting to hear. I, I didn't understand previously how um, how they actually fly the things. Uh, so that's uh, from a, from a navigation perspective. So I think that that's really interesting, and I hope that you enjoyed it um i am uh, benji shulman and this is 101.9 high fm